Welcome to the Cyberman show, a place that makes you smarter about cyberverse. Beat cybersecurity, cloud, emerging tech, startups or ideas. We have it all. Let's begin. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to today's episode. This is the episode covering uh, what happened in second week of May 2022. Uh, but before I start, I have an announcement. I will be providing two different streams of content. One focus on cyber security, other focus on metaverse specifically and how the web 3.0 and associated technology is going to change any development around that. Uh, so the reason I split them is you know, there are audience for both uh, different audience essentially and uh, you know, they don't uh, want to learn too many things together I think. Some people have been telling me that Prashan, we don't want to now go through cyber security because we don't understand that space but we like metaverse so i you know that's the idea uh, i want to put the content separately so let's get started okay so uh, with cyber warfare uh, something uh, happened in, in for the first time in our in the known history of our world which is in costa rica the new president has declared a state of emergency after the contact ransomware attack now this has been active for some time. If uh, some of you have been following the news there, there is a government uh, that uh, was under transition. So the old president left while there were attacks that were ongoing and the new president has taken over. Okay. Now the group, uh, the cyber criminal group uh, has been asking for $10 million ransomware, which the government has denied. And uh, now what has happened is this group has attacked and taken control of multiple ministries under the government and which includes finance ministry, ministry of science and IT, telecom, uh, ministry of social security and labor, uh, national meteorological institute, cost and social security fund and uh, and uh, few more, right? And uh, Conti has threatened that they will leak all this information related to government officials and regular citizens. Okay, so this is double extortion. And they have, uh, the last Sunday, what they did is they done around 672 GB of, uh, of files uh, uh, that they stole and they, they left a message which was criticizing the country for refusing to pay the ransom. Now, one of the news outlets there, uh, known as Emilia Rueda, uh, they mentioned that there is a government decree called Executive uh, uh, Decree Number 42542, uh, which states that the entire public sector of Costa Rican state has designated or uh, they're calling contact operator cyber terrorists now if this becomes this is official uh, i don't understand the national laws but if this becomes official there are different type of laws that can be applied to these cyber criminals i think it's a good plan we should not let any government succumb to cyber criminals or any kind of criminals for that matter okay now the outlet also reported that the finance ministry is not sure of what information was stolen Okay, uh, uh, and uh, you know what's the impact? Uh, typically, these things don't come out when it's government. Okay, nobody releases this information. I've not seen that. Whereas on the other hand, the U.S. government, uh, which is the State Department, has offered uh, ten million dollar bounty on this group, uh, and they have mentioned that Conti has been responsible for over one fifty million dollars of ransom so uh, so far, which is huge. Okay, so they have offered a reward for providing information on this and this is now the first time they have done this there have been arrests there have been orders uh, banning a lot of cyber criminals extradition has happened so they are getting active on that side right 
on the other end of the world in ukraine um, what is happening is uh, there is a new phishing attack uh, which is dropping a malware which is a spyware or information stealer and uh, uh, in this email what uh, the victim gets is an email which has a subject line of chemical attack and it contains an excel file when somebody opens that excel file this uh, system gets infected with the digital mal malware now the malware gets only downloaded once you enable the macro so that's a key thing remember that don't enable macros for for the files that you don't know about okay uh, now this malware has features to steal and uh, and transmit login credentials steal cookies steal credit card information along with data from password managers chat messenger clients crypto wallets gaming apps etc this malware is commercial in nature which means anybody can go to the right websites and buy it for $99 per month or $249 for lifetime access okay so there is an entire supply chain economy in the in the world around cyber criminals okay and ransomware as a service is one example of that such type of malware that are meant for doing specific operations are also an example of that okay now on the other spectrum of the world uh, iranian hackers they they have done something unique uh, also i think this is the first time i have heard this kind of incident so what they did is this group is called cobalt mirage uh, also known as apt35 charming kitten newscaster or phosphorus and those who are listening to this and content for the first time in cyber security what we do uh, research what researchers uh, do is uh, we designate names of people to such groups and you know because there are multiple companies who are doing this research parallelly uh, they come up with different names for the same group right so so that they can refer to them in, in their uh, documentation now going back to the group cobalt mirage they have been targeting organizations in, in israel us europe and australia okay and uh, what they have done is in an unusual tactic they have breached so initial access was done followed by they enabled the ransomware with uh, sorry they enabled the encryption that comes natively as part of the windows 10 which is bitlocker so once they got in they enabled the encryption kept the password and sent a ransom note on the local printer they did it on three systems okay as per this report now this ransom note is a hard copy which contains an email address and a telegram id to discuss next steps for negotiations right i have not any seen anyone doing that typically in cyber criminals or you know ransomware focus groups what they do is they have their initial access plan so which is either phishing or some other vulnerability that they would exploit once they are in they will infect the system with a malware that they have either built themselves or they have purchases from a ransomware service provider and then they you know make sure that the system is not usable and that warning is available only on this victim screen okay and all the machines where the infection is there in this case they have done something different they have sent a hard copy and they have not uh, deployed any uh, third party uh, encryption uh, capability it is native windows 10 now this is unique i think it will uh, uh so you know, uh, change the way we are thinking as a, as uh, cyber security uh, folks and you know uh, how do you ensure that the you know systems where there is a native encryption capability but what if it is disabled by default 
and somebody else enables it. How do you manage about it? So, so what that means is there have to be certain cybersecurity best practices around how you manage your systems in the company. So think about that. In another uh, news, uh, Jordan's foreign ministry was targeted by a backdoor called uh, Saitama, and uh, Saitama is is used by this group called uh, uh, APT34, Oil Rig, Helix, uh, Cobalt, Gypsy, and they are an old group. They have been active since 2014, and they have a track record of striking telecom, government, defense, oil, and financial sectors in Middle East and uh, North Africa, and they typically use phishing. Uh, sending an email uh, uh, typically would contain an attachment. So in this case, this would be an Excel file, uh, like the last example we, we saw earlier. And uh, once the end user enables the macros, there is a malware that gets downloaded, and then the system adds itself, or sorry, the malware adds itself to the you know, scheduled task so that it can come back whenever the system is restarted. Okay. Similar approach at a different place. Now. In South Asia, there is a group called Bitter APT who has been targeting Bangladesh. So this group okay, has been known to target China, Pakistan, and Saudi Arabia, and uh, uh, you know it is uh, using malwares which have different names like Bitter Rat, Atra Download, or Rat, which is a specific malware for mobile phones. They have been targeting energy engineering and government uh, organizations. Okay. Now in, in Bangladesh, what they have done is. They have targeted high-ranking officers of the Rapid Action Battalion Unit of Bangladesh Police, which is getting into the forces or, or the organization that protects the entire country. Okay. They have done this by sending a malicious uh, document or, and in some cases an access sheet which exploits a vulnerability and installs a malware. So this is, uh, you know, they, they have added Bangladesh as a new country in, in their uh, list of targets. Okay. Now, also in, uh, in the Europe side, so uh, there are countries like Italy, Spain and UK that are getting targeted by a rat, remote access trojan called Nurbin. Nurbin is built in, in a language called Go. It's a platform agnostic no, no, uh, language. Okay. So or operating system uh, agnostic language and it has multiple this malware has multiple sophisticated features to evade in uh, the network activity okay. now how this goes or does the infection or initial access is by uh, uh, the means of a topical layer so they are taking covid-19 uh, self isolation uh, recommendations by who so any victim gets this email that these are the instructions from WHO for self-isolation and once some uh, somebody opens that document, there is a macro that gets enabled, uh, that user has to do it and it downloads the, the RAT and this RAT is equipped to capture keystrokes, screenshots, execute commands, whatever hacker is, the cyber criminal is typing and then exfiltrates data back to uh, the master or hacker servers. So that was all the cyber warfare, what's happening, how <coughs> various cyber criminals or nation states are attacking each other and trying to either cause damage or steal information. On the other side, there is a popular group called uh, Revel, which is back. Now Revel stands for Ransomware Evil. Okay, they've been very active in the last two, three years. Uh, they There are incidents from them from 2019 and 
what they did that they came up uh, or showed up in attacks on JBS and Kaseya. Just Google them, you'll find good details on what kind of attacks they, they were. But they were shut down because their infrastructure was uh, uh, captured by law enforcement in October 2021, and uh, you know everybody assumed that they are gone. Okay, but this group, which is supposedly a Russia-based group, uh, or they speak Russian, and they they are showing up or their samples, their ransomwares are showing up in uh, in the uh, internet. Okay. So just to give you some background, what uh, cyber security researchers do is they put up open systems called as honeypots to capture these ransomwares and then they analyze, you know, what is showing up and in, in one of those cases, the reveal ransomware samples are, are found. These are new, which means they have taken the code and added some new logic. Uh, so there are logic changes in decryption side on configuration storage location. There are some hard-coded public keys that are there. Okay. So there are two possibilities. Either the original group has modified the source code or some they have sold the source code uh, to someone's, maybe somebody has stolen that source code and then are uh, trying to uh, you know, do testing on open internet. Okay. So that's Revel. So we'll see how it moves. Now, on the other side, if you guys remember a few weeks back, we spoke about the new law that came out in India, uh, recommending or asking organizations to report any incidents, cyber security incidents within six hours and retail log data for 180 days. So there is a membership in India, it's called Information Technology Industry Council. Uh, they have a pool of companies, including Google, Microsoft, a lot of cyber security companies are also there. They have written a letter to the government and asking them to, or give to, you know, to, to be flexible on this. So they are suggesting things like, you know, 72 hours of reporting time and also mentioning that 180 hour or 180 day retention period is too complicated uh, or for a lot of small organization is too expensive also. So this data could be useless and they are given some recommendation, which I think is the right thing to do. Uh, uh, if you remember, uh, there are, I think, 22-24 categories of incidents that the government mandated. Uh, logging around that, it's very uh, complicated uh, because those incident categories were very broad in nature. So, example, port scan. Port scan happens in, to any organization thousand times a day because there are scripts running in the in, in, in on internet. Hackers are continuously running scripts. So, if you start giving those uh, reporting those incidents, they are useless. But there are certain specific categories. Ransomware, I highly recommend anybody to report it ASAP, you know, within a reasonable amount of time. So depending on the category, I think there could be different reporting times. And government should look into it. Now, also CIA has uh, selected a new CISO. They had they had a CTO, Mr. Nandu Chandani, a few uh, weeks back, and now they have a CISO from a private side. So Mr. Joseph uh, Rich. Bayek uh, is taking up the job of CISO at CIA. He has a experience of working uh, at uh, AIG as its global CISO as well as work Wells Fargo and he was working at Deloitte. He's also uh, worked in government in the past, so which is good, right? So, so I, I really like this. What's happening there is uh, after Joe Biden has uh, shown serious interest in the cybersecurity uh, evolution side. Uh, and focus on the critical infrastructure. Government organizations are hiring people to make it better. So, things when uh, 
things where public and private organizations collaborate that, that gets better now uh, also uh, the five eyes intelligence alliance which has some uh, uh, countries uh, including us uh, they have warned that the MSSPs or managed security service providers or managed services provider also to be careful about increasing attacks uh, because they manage infrastructure for a lot of smaller businesses. So the, there is an advisory uh, which is recommending the, these kind of businesses who provide services to the uh, customers uh, to be careful. Now we have seen incidents multiple times where one of the uh, service provider was had including there was an incident uh, last month i think where the uh, one of the sub it services provider for a company in in uh, in europe was had to go after the nato uh, uh, based countries right so this is been there for years and years i've seen those incidents multiple times so there's nothing new but i think it's it's good if uh, msps title of their uh, lessons. Uh, also, US has proposed a fine of $1 million on Colonial Pipeline for safety violations after cyber attack. Okay. Now, uh, for those who don't know, Colonial Pipeline uh, uh, breach was an incident where a ransomware group, uh, I wanted to Google it if you can. This is some uh, group which uh, has been there. Uh, uh, I've mentioned it multiple times in our podcasts. Okay. So just Google them, Google about this attack. So in, in nutshell, nutshell, what happened is Colonial Pipeline uh, is, is a very long pipeline that supplies oil and gas to uh, various industries in US. They were breached. They had to manually shut down uh, the system, which led to a wider outage impacting a lot of businesses. There was millions of dollars of losses because of this. Imagine you're not getting an oil. How can you fly an uh, air, uh, airplane or how would the entire airline work? So that has happened in Colonial Pipeline. So now the government has proposed a fine uh, to the agency uh, or the organization that manages that entire pipeline. Okay. Because they were able to uh, adequately, uh, you know, not, they were, they failed to uh, adequately plan and prepare for manual shutdown and then to restart the entire pipeline. Okay. So with that, I'm very thankful to my sources. You help us to learn. Uh, and I'm thankful to all the listeners who are listening uh, to the podcast. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, look at my handle on the description. If you're looking for some topics, I will be happy to take uh, them for you. Okay. With that, thank you so much. Keep learning. I'll see you next time.